time. Everybody's feeling fine. Here we go now. Yes, 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 here we go. NSYNC has got the flow. Clap your hands to the beat. We've got everything you need. Here we go now. Here we go. Alright. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Collabcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Collabcast. <laughs> A podcast about pop culture and social commentary from an Asian American perspective. My name is Marvin Yue. With me, as always, is our co host, Christine Minji Chang. Hello, podcast world. And we're in the middle of APAM, Asian Pacific American Heritage Month, which is, as you all know, the month of May. And uh, it's been quite a quite a time so far, as you can tell by. We're only my at the co-host. midway we, midway mark. Not even tomorrow. The, tomorrow is yeah. Yeah. Wait, how many days are in May? Thirty-one. So like, almost midway. Almost, we're like at forty-seven percent. Thirty-one divided by two is fifteen point five. Word. I'm, I'm a math genius. Good job. How's everyone doing? How's everyone's May? We don't have a guest today. We it's don't. It's just us. It's just us. So as you can see, we're struggling to find things to say. That's not true. We are not. We're not struggling. There's so many things to say. As you know, my co-host needs no prompting to go on one of her. My many tirades. <laughs> but, many thoughts and feelings about all the things in life. Thank you for joining us. It's actually, we're coming at you today at, on a Thursday, a day late, uh, but only because yesterday was so busy. Uh, Minji just launched one of her new endeavors. My, one of my projects, yeah. Yeah. I get all happy and fuzzy thinking about it. <laughs> Do you want to explain to the audience what uh, what went on? So, uh, Minji really started a <laughs> Minji started a new uh, organization to support um, women in leadership um, called Creator. That's spelled Create H E R because you know she's punny like that. And uh, it was a <laughs> it was a good launch. Um, she made me go because. False. I invited you. I gave you incentive to go, i.e. lots of beautiful, smart, ambitious women. Not that I'm baiting women. I'm just saying, like, you should. there's so many reasons to go besides supporting your wonderful friend and co-host. My reason was to support my wonderful friend and co-host. Thank you. Not to meet single young ladies. <laughs> all the single ladies, all the single <laughs> That song was not played. Yeah. And you had our friend Tractivist um, DJ the thing. Yeah, Richie. Throwback jams the whole time. It was hard, honestly. the The problem with Richie, he's an amazing DJ, and we have the same music wavelength. Like he reads my brain, gets it. And whenever he's playing the same thing happen at auditions, it gets distracting because it's so good, and I get so caught up. I'm like, <gasps> my favorite song, and I'm on my way to a <laughs> destination, but I am sideswiped because I start dancing. Here's a secret <laughs> for anyone hanging out with Minji is she's ready to turn up at a moment's notice. She can be sick, dying, probably even like laying on the ground. (laughs) And the moment a song (laughs) plays, it's like lightning strikes. And she like, like, like a disco Frankenstein jumps up and starts dancing. Pretty much. I've, I've dealt with some interesting scenarios and music has a way with me. And I kind of have a sneaking suspicion that this is why you've been sick all year whatever i've been sick a lot yes whatever is going around right now though 
It's you've, really brutal. I think you've caught like at least 10 things going around. Probably. It can't just be one. Cause... Probably. No, but there are several friends of mine, people that we know that have, been in, that have been sick. And so if anybody, maybe people who are sick right now are laying at home listening to our podcast. And I, I'm sorry, and I hope you get well soon. But um, it was really bad. That thing, it wouldn't, but I, granted, I was on two different planes during the middle of that sickness. It probably didn't help any. But everybody else around me who's still been just in LA, they've been bedridden for weeks which is weird because i've been on the same travel schedule as you and i think i've been fine my immune system just sucks it hates me because <laughs> i dance instead of rest and the whole turn up thing just to clarify i'm not i'm not a good drinker so it doesn't take very much for me to turn up and honestly music is my drug of choice that's why it's really funny what people see. They're like, is she high or is she on something? <laughs> Has she had a lot to drink? I was like, no, the beat got to her. That reminds me of, um, was it two or three years? The, well, the, the day we met, actually, um, in Collaborate Toronto. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> the um, Airplane Boys were the guest artists. That was a great night. You guys were dancing up a storm in the backstage. Yeah. And then you came up and start like you did your thing where you made your club, I did my speech, speech right after. But yeah. you're out of breath right dancing. after dancing. And you were like, I don't know why. You're kind of slurring your words a little bit because you were like. I was just like, excited. <laughs> people, I was backstage dancing with June like the entire set. The people behind me were like, is she drunk? I was dancing with June, the director of Collaboration Toronto, and the, the Platewrights who won that year mm-hmm. in their band. And it was just a group of us like having this <laughs> mosh pit. It was so much fun. And the Airplane Boys were amazing. That was the first time I'd ever heard their music. And yeah. to get to experience them live, like right by this, it was so much fun. So the moral of the story is pretty much you don't have to drink. The myth is you have to drink to have a good time when you go out. Lies, that's kind of, lies, you know, and lies. When in college, that's you know, the peer pressure. No, even like, grown adults. Thing of choice. But you don't have to. No. And... There are people out there who can have fun without drinking. Even when they have food poisoning. <laughs> oh, you want... I wasn't going to bring that up, but... That was really... I think it's hilarious because that was the first collaboration star night. I can't even imagine, like... So the last time I had food poisoning was right before going to Hawaii for one of my classmates' um, weddings mm-hmm. in Maui. And I, I got food poisoning right before. So all throughout the flight, I was oh getting up. Oh, my God. Normally, I don't... Like, I Ew. try not to... Go number two in public restrooms if I can help it. You Nobody. Know, so, sometimes you, you strategize, right? You go. Yeah. The trick is hotel lobbies are usually pretty clean. Um, and in the office, the morning, if you have to go, go in the morning because that thing, those public restrooms. I'm thinking of a certain up, friend but, of ours who made certain Facebook posts discussing this very topic in detail and his schedule. Really? Well, yeah. well I'm, I'm like letting probably, it all out on the podcast right now, so I guess yeah. I'm not too different. But, and I'm so tempted to put him on blast, and he probably wouldn't care because he's <laughs> the one who publicized it. But, slim. Uh, <laughs> but, but so the first collaboration star was the year that we had Mnet on board, and it was a really wonderful night. It was so much excitement because it was just brand new, right? And, and everyone was flying in from all over the country. People from D.C., New York, and Chicago, everywhere. And we're all congregating, and the show was at Glendale at the Alex Theater. Mm-hmm. It was this huge production, and there were, like, cameras everywhere. So we all went to this, and it's in Glendale, which is a nice, sleepy little town. I mean, it's not sleepy, but it's definitely not It's not the middle of Hollywood or anything like that. Yeah. It's very, it's much more for families and things like that. Well, it's known for Armenians and Koreans. Is it? Yeah. I did not know that. But we were at the bar right down the street from Glendale prior, and I was not drinking. I was eating 
food, bar food, because that was the only thing I could have at the time um, before the show. And then I don't know how quickly that turned around, but I swear I, it could have been. They say that whatever you get food poisoning for was like the day before. I don't believe that. I swear to God, I think it was the bar food that got me sick. But by the end of the show, I started feeling really crappy. And I, that was right when the after party started. Oh. I think it's because unless food travels down your gut, like super fast usually it takes about a day to like incubate and get to maybe it was a day i blame that bar food maybe i'm incorrectly <laughs> well it's holding because, a like, grudge it's when the food because i guess uh, now we have to google in- the science the food <laughs> enters here this is my what my, i remember from <laughs> honors bio back in freshman year of high school but show off when food enters your intestines that's when it starts entering your bloodstream right yeah because the stomach kind of breaks down so, so that's yeah. when you get get sick yeah so um, I'm just like a hyper fast. Well, because did anyone digester. did anyone else eat that bar food with you? I don't think so. Like I had my yeah thing because my my past experience with food poisoning is usually if you share something that has it, everyone gets it. Yeah, I don't you know, think at the I same did. time. Maybe maybe I'm totally wrong, but in my mind, emotionally, I'm holding it. Against what did you eat the, the day bar? before? I don't. I'm know. guessing since you're with collaborating people, Korean food. Or pho, or like I don't know. Oh, pho food. Poisoning we is the eat worst. everything, so I really can't pinpoint. It. I I've been <laughs> blaming the bar food. Maybe I'm totally wrong, but it was really funny because and sad because I was just feeling like absolute garbage that night, and everyone's having this great time. It was a great show, and we're all it was like open bar. Well, I mean, here's my question, <laughs> like, because my experience with food poisoning, especially the last time, was I had to like go all the time. Like, how can you dance and not, like, vacate the, your bowels? I felt nauseous. At that early stage, I just felt I – didn't, I didn't need to go to the bathroom. Uh, I just felt, like, vomiting. Like, I just couldn't – and it starts kind of, like, wearing you down where I felt weak. Like, I was like, oh, my God, yeah. I can't I can't hold myself up. So I had people getting me sodas and, like, ginger ales and all that stuff because I was just kind of, like, withering away. But then that was the year Gangnam Style <laughs> That was the year of Gangnam Style. Was that your jam? No, it, um, one of our one Did of you our get turned up for Gangnam Style. No, it was the <laughs> fact that one of our collaboration Seattle staff, Daniel, I think Daniel Lee, I'm pretty sure that's Daniel. I'm sorry if I am being an old grandma and forgetting your last name. I mean, throwing he a shout out there, at, Daniel Lee is pretty. I know, you know. I know, I know, I <laughs> know. But I, I love Daniel, and he dressed up as Sai. He dressed up as Sai for the show. Oh. So he and he knew the dance, and he had done this, I think, on like Instagram something. We had previewed it. So everyone was waiting for the show, this not the show, for the song to come on, and then it did. And so as soon as I was like, where is he? I was like <laughs> laying on the table with my head, my head in my arms. But as soon as that song, I was like, I have to go find it. And we all had to dance. I mean, it was such an iconic song at that time. Yeah. So we And so for those few minutes, the food poisoning stopped existing. And as soon as the song was over, I went back and like died again. Now I'm picturing, I think Hot Aaron would make a pretty good sigh. I think he would as well. Yeah. And I think that he, he'll start by Snapchatting that to us as soon as he hears Oh, this. he was Snapchatting us his t-shirt last night. Did I you know that. that. Yeah. Hashtag fashion on fleek. I can't believe we just said that on the air. You win, Aaron. You win. <laughs> but yeah. He tried so hard to get on our podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good no, times. Sorry, sucks. I didn't mean to talk about That's poop That's been the collaboration a... poop minute. Thanks minutes. for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Many minutes. Um, anyway, yeah, APAM. Poisoning. So... Here's the thing with food poisoning is Back on you that. have to be not afraid to make yourself throw up because if you start I hate feeling it, up. like if you throw up, you feel 10 billion times better. Is but, it the same? I don't know because it's the same one people well, It's got to come out one way or the other. 
When people get right. drunk, no, but that's the thing. You can't really dictate which way because sometimes people have to, like you said, go well, to the bathroom, and yeah. some people just feel nauseous. I mean, when you start feeling it, like that means most of it will probably still be in your stomachish yeah. area. I know. Ugh, I'm not so advocating bad. throwing up. I'm just saying. I do everything in my life to yeah. not throw up. I hate throwing <laughs> up so much. It does suck. Yeah, it's the worst when um, like you feel it, right? You feel it up here in your chest area, or like there's some like there's some innate alarm I'm or gonna knock on wood right now because like, i do not want to have this like suddenly i'm having this dread that i'm gonna somehow get sick as a result of this as long as you don't project a vomit in my face and onto my equipment we cool as a matter of fact no <laughs> but yeah why are we oh because i Abraham. get sick all the time that's why we talked about this right 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 but i'm happy to say i'm happy to report i'm healthy as can be i've been taking vitamins lately so apam the month of may has been sick free what a coincidence. I know. Yeah. You're all ready for um, your amazing speech in front of City Hall, Mira Garcetti, and <laughs> My LA. amazing speech. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm saying you're, you're a really good speaker. Like, I think we talked about this before offline, but, you know, for me, like, for me to be a good speaker, I need to prepare myself or, like, talk about something I'm, you know, intimately familiar with. So, talking about collaboration, I'm a little bit better, mm-hmm. but, like, you have this great ability to just go up and, like, take, you can take talking points and turn it into, like, an inspiring speech, right? Oh, That's you. a gift that you have. Oh, thank you. That I don't. <laughs> See, um, this, this podcast is just an excuse for me to practice my enunciations and speaking. This podcast is practice for me, too. That's honestly why I felt really confident. I was having a funny speech, with, not speech, a little chat with Roy, our CEO, who's sitting right next to me right before we we're about to go out for the award. And be, me being just stupid, I, I was, you know, I was... It, it just all didn't sink into my head. That's what I was talking about with Richie and you last week. I was like, oh, yeah, we're getting an award tomorrow. <laughs> and it was, a, it, was, it was a really wonderful big deal. They really went out of their way to make it very, very celebratory. It was like a handcrafted award, like the, the certificate. We that was is like, a piece of yeah. art. If people will go on our Instagram to see that or our Facebook, it's gorgeous. Yeah. It reminds me because I used to do art projects for high school. We did that for Shakespeare Festival. And I did one actually pretty much exactly like that. But I did a sonnet of Shakespeare and like blah, blah, blah. But that takes hours. Well, I don't know who did it. But like it's extremely intricate. It's all handwritten. It's amazing. It's calligraphy. Yeah. But uh, to put it in context, so for those of you who didn't listen last week or um, need a, you know, need a <laughs> refresh on what context. we're talking about. um. Last Friday, the city of Los Angeles, um, in part of their their APAM celebration, honored three organizations um, in the Asian American community for um, for you know their their years of service. So it was us uh, collaboration. Um, VC. Is that who we are? <laughs> Visual communications, yeah, and Cape and Cape, yeah. So um, three really excellent organizations that we work with a lot too, and. That meant a lot to yeah. me. I mean, for me, actually, I'm just shy of my year. My one-year anniversary is next week in L.A. And for that time, I mean, everyone's heard me gush about this on Facebook and Instagram, but any new podcasters, um, I just, living here, I visit here all the time, but then living here on a regular basis, going out to eat and seeing people regularly and just bumping into people, I hear so many really, really eye-opening stories about people who say, oh, I was on staff like 
12 years ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, I volunteered for that one show. I was just a stage runner or something. Yeah. Oh, my my cousin was a, a competitor in one of the shows in like 2007. Or it's It really runs deep. And then people have all these like different anecdotes and different ways. Or people just say that, oh, I went to a show when I was in college. And it really... It was awesome because that was the first time I ever saw really great Asian talent up on stage, like being badass. There's so many different stories, and I think it just really runs the deepest here. Obviously, this is where it's rooted in 16 years. So it was, part of me didn't feel perfectly right accepting it, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is PK's award. This is every LA staff that, you know, a lot of them have moved on because they're getting married, starting families, having amazing careers, you know, they, they earned that. They're the ones who did this for so long. And so I was just like, I am not worthy. Yeah. We should let Christine accept it. Seriously. Christine (laughs) should have accepted, except Christine hates public speaking. So, you know, she, she would say, go do it. You go do it. It would have been just a short and sweet speech. Like, thank you. I know. <laughs> we, we, we really like this. Thank you. <laughs> Should have been short and sweet. And then Roy Roy was the one who asked me to accept it. So, and it's I feel like it's much more Roy and PK's award, but huge honor. Huge, huge, huge. And then it was, it was super, you know, the cheese ball in me. I was so touched to be up there with uh, Francis and Wenda accepted it on behalf of Cape, but you know, I was there with Michelle Sugihara, who's the new executive director of Cape and Yeah, you guys are all new new directors. Yeah. yeah. All of us are brand brand spanking new. But to know what the organizations have been doing, just there's so much work that goes on in the community that it's not particularly sexy but so meaningful. Mm-hmm. And I get to know all these things or not all of them. I don't even know all of it. So yeah, just be up there on their level or to be beside them was a huge deal. And the whole, you know, um, because it's city hall, because it's LA, because it's, you know, like city council, there's a whole, you know, grand speeches and um, people, you know, giving respect, giving thanks to, you know, it was, it was really cool to see all the city council members giving respect to, you know, all the Asian Americans on their teams. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That was really cool. And everyone got to have their moment to shine and stand up and be thanked. Um, and then Priska. Oh yeah. She killed it. Priska being Priska. Love you. She was a collaboration Los Angeles finalist has this incredibly soulful voice. So she was just the perfect fit. She opened the ceremony. Um, to keep to the path and everyone was like super moved yeah that's my main thing well i was like filming her um, i was on my phone like taping her but you know whenever someone's performing and i have some vested interest in them i'm always looking around for reactions and people are just like (laughs) they're just (laughs) they're like what so they're so (laughs) enamored and moved and that's the whole point and that's why i think music is so ridiculously awesome because it really sets a different tone and i think it gave like this very grand feeling to everything so props to prisca she's she's amazing yeah yeah well speaking of moving forward in the future of you know asian american entertainment and things like that um there's been a lot of entertainment news lately uh fresh of the boat got renewed for their second season yeah 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 congrats to all involved there randall park um it is all our collective tweets yeah. that made all the difference. <laughs> it's true. Though. I don't, they we had to make some noise. You know, yeah. they got to know we we care. It's funny that like a show that has been maybe not universally loved, but like has been getting a lot of love in you know in the media and the press in the you know even in the consumer base. Um, we're still so afraid of it being um, canceled because of just 
it being an Asian show, right? Yeah. Like the rep sweats are still very real. Indeed. Yeah, but. But part of me, there's something deep in my gut. I was just like, because we've watched the season and because we've seen this consistent response, I, I was worried because Hollywood could always pull a complete 180 and pull out of their crap bag and just cancel it. Because yeah. that happens all the time. You really don't know. I mean, we've talked about ratings and things. I'm, there's, I'm sure there's a whole science behind advertising and ratings and money and it's all, it's all business right but yeah. some reason with this show i was pretty like i was pretty confident i was like it's gonna get renewed i mean we need to we need to make sure that we raise our voices and tweet the hell out of it share about it and like talk about it but at the end i was like we're gonna we're, we're gonna back this and i think the rest of america it's not even just about the asian community i think people the response i would hear consistently outside the asian community is like it's hilarious and it's so funny and blah blah, blah so I, I mean, like, it's a good family show. Yeah. There's a lot of, you know, universal tropes and also a lot of good perspective. And, you know, it's not perfect. But I think the thing that a lot of, um like, we, a lot of, I guess, Asian people get about is, like, it doesn't really reflect their experience. Right. But it's not supposed to. Yeah. You know? You get to watch it so you can learn someone else's <laughs> experience. And, you know, props to ABC for, you know, like, at this point, I think you can, you can accurately call it, like, this is their strategy to, you know, to capture all the mark available audiences to by putting multicultural people on the air. I mean, they just well, um, they're doubling down. Doctor Ken, yeah, just got picked up for uh, for um, the is it the fall season or a mid season release? I'm actually not sure. I always thought it was fall. Okay, but they just got picked up, and you know, Doctor Ken, uh, based on Ken John's, um, you know, stand up and his life is and his you know, real life <laughs> about a doctor who's trying to balance job and family and that kind of thing and you know his um his perspective is very very unique too because he was a real life doctor who became a comedian who became a movie um movie actor and tv his story is really really cool too because he shared how his wife was sick Hmm? and how he got into the hangover was first right that was his first first one one. yeah (laughs) it's ridiculous (laughs) but it was funny because i i think i saw knocked up before i saw hangover but anyway when i saw well, knocked up was his first his first role okay yeah. ever. and then hangover was like his bigger role that was his breakout role but okay. mostly because of the wiener scene i think or like just like the that over was the top that was, like, i yeah. was like oh my f-. but it was <laughs> it was just so over the top that it was just re- yeah. but like when he was in knocked up and this is before i knew that he was an actual doctor i was just like oh this is a comedian but when i watched him in knocked up i was like there's something very be- very believable about him as a as her doctor. Like a cynical, like, I've seen it this. It just moved. It just like, worked. Yeah. Like, I'm too old for this crap, doctor. But, I mean, that's what we want. We want real life. That's what, what we, honestly, like, I think that's the best part of entertainment. When there's truth brought to something. And he brought the real doctor in him. And when he's talking to the patient, <laughs> let you... me do my job. <laughs> like, it was so funny. He's telling Seth Rogen what's up. It's kind of just what we all wanted. Like, you know, when... You know what you're supposed to be doing, but like we we see it a lot of times in um just in event production, right? Yeah. Like we we produce a lot of events for other people, and like they're giving us all these notes, and we're like, we know what we're supposed to do. Just let us do our jobs. Yeah. It'll be awesome. Don't yeah. worry. You yeah. Know? It is a collaborative <laughs> process, though. Like you need yeah. to know what they want, but like yeah, he's like, let me. no, he wasn't telling Seth Rogen what's up. He was telling Catherine Heigl what's up. <laughs> that kind of maybe. But anyway, I'm I'm I saw the the trailer. The trailer was released what like yesterday, the day before. Uh, day before, yeah. 
it was it was funny and yeah. then people were like oh god they're using a laugh track and i was like no it works it- i um i commented that on the angry asian man's post because you see a lot of people just kind of complaining about what wasn't good about the trailer and i just went hashtag rep sweats yeah because you know? that's what it is people are just like i think when you, there's a real thing where you lower your expectations because you don't want to get hurt or you don't want it to like, of course you want to if it does suck you want to say oh i always thought it was gonna suck yeah right yeah no, I believe in it. I think it's hilarious. I it, it was really funny. Um, I hope to be hired to play like their tutor or something. <laughs> well, you see, like um, you see small pieces of his stand up in there too. Like when he did the um, like, <laughs> a, a, have you ever seen Ken Jeong stand up? I haven't before? seen his stand up. Um, there's a bit where he kind of talks about like the different Asian languages because um, his wife, his real life wife, is Vietnamese. Okay. So he was saying something like how like, um, like. Vietnamese is just Koreans high on like weed. So, oh my like, god! Because Vietnamese is very like high pitched, very like you know, yeah, very yeah. like I don't know the right word, like flowy, I guess. And okay. then <laughs> Koreans very like aggressive and deep yeah. and like accentuated. And so, how is it's uh, yeah. Well, the accent, we have different words. <laughs> the we accent have- he uses um, when he's like talking. Oh, this is how my dad talks. Is like. That was hilarious. That, yeah. that was so funny. <laughs> he does a very, you know, oh my gosh. And it's, I saw, I was within a foot of Ken Jeong at the LA Film Festival mm-hmm. when we were presenting Cape Town Cowboys. He was there to support the film yeah. and he was too busy talking with Abe from VC and talking, with, and I was frantically looking for my phone that I lost. So <laughs> I was just like, oh my God, it's Ken Jeong. Oh my God, he's standing right there. I just want to say hi. I want to say hi. Hi, Ken. But I was like waiting, but then I was like, shit, where's my phone? I need my phone. Uh-huh. And I was like, I can't even say hi to him if I can't take a photo. And it was all just a mess. You can't say hi without taking yes, a photo. Yes, I can. But I didn't want to lose my iPhone. Like, I was like, I need to find <laughs> that. It's it's only a few months old. And I was so mad that I didn't know where the hell it was. Our friend um, Jess Vu was, had a great chat with them. Because he has he has a part of Advantageous, which is a oh, really cool. great film. Um, from Also from the Film Festival that you guys should all check out when it comes. I think it's, I think they're trying to get it out on theaters soon. But it's a really great sci-fi um, tale about just like... Oh, can't explain it, but you should watch it. But he has a really great part in where he's it's very dramatic. Like so you can't like Is it like a yeah. Jim Carrey and Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind kind, kind of, of role? Yeah. I love yeah. that. They say that there there was a whole bit on NPR the other day, I think last week, where they're just talking about the depth of comedians and how they know pain so well that they mm. can play really, really, really great dramatic roles. Yeah. That people are just unexpected of that but i think that that's silly. it's funny i was just talking with one of our um, la finalists about eternal sunshine because it's both our favorite movies and it's a great man, movie it's a great movie. it's a really great movie but jim carrey is reflective of that whole genre of ridiculously hilarious characters who have so much there's yeah. off, like so many layers and ken jung i heard him talking to abe i was just like hovering waiting <laughs> for my chance to say hi i mean what's up but um He's just the sweetest guy ever. He's yeah. so laid back. He he's the one who went up to Abe and was like, "Thank you so much for your support of." I think he was talking about multiple projects that yeah. VC was helping out with, and so it was just really, really, really lovely to see. And nobody needs to ever expect somebody to be a jerk, but there's always that stereotypical ex- expectation of someone who's like a quote unquote star, and they think they're just going to be a complete dick. And you know what? There probably are a bunch of people out there who are. But, like, he was just the nicest guy ever. I was hearing some... I remember some stories back in the day when... Um, I, I think it was either Community or one of the other movies he did. Where, like, they're telling stories about... Because he's a real doctor. Yeah. People come to him with medical <laughs> issues. I have this thing on my on my so torso. Like, he, they're saying how, like, yeah, he'd be... One second, like, explaining, oh, yeah, you should check out this out. Go t- see this doctor or, like, go see this kind of doctor, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, 
the moment he got called up, turns into the crazy wild man and yeah, runs yeah, on yeah, stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like he can just turn it on. But yeah, we are multifaceted yeah. people, guys. Everyone yeah. can be many things. Yeah, but no, totally excited that he's getting his shot. You know, like it's a, it is a you know it is a traditional kind of multi camera sitcom. But I feel like I there's really room for that. Yeah. yeah, like everyone. The thing about selfie was that it's. And maybe, but my take on it was, it's not like, hey, kids, let's all sit around and watch this. It's very, it was much more adult. There are, there are more nuanced jokes that are just, you know, for millennials and up kind of thing or teens and up. But with these kinds of sitcoms, it really brings back that whole nostalgic feeling of TGI, TGIF kind of things where I would sit around and watch, spend the entire Friday night watching Full House, Family Matters, Step by Step and Boy Meets World. Like that was the best and step part of step. day by day by day okay let's um, stop before we get charged for that yeah but it was <laughs> like part of me really misses that and i get that everybody has their different way of consuming media nobody sits around watching tv all night anymore but if we could theoretically like what kind of shows would we watch and this i feel like is one of those shows it's talking about the parent children relationships it's talking about marriage but it's talking about it in a really funny way i think ken's really good at executing that and it's very modern because yeah. the whole fresh off the boat thing is set in the 90s and it's very nostalgic specifically because it's from the yeah. 90s but this is like today and now and selfies and cell phones and and i feel like ken like randall is and raves <laughs> a very good physical comedian yes like they like their body language is very like just ken flails yeah. a lot he's like my <laughs> flail twin he does flail like you. He we flail like Minji. when he gets upset, he like throws himself back on the couch. This is true. I've seen this happen. I knock things over. No, <laughs> I'm very dramatic. Once Minji and I were we got in a fight where we were driving back from a, like a site visit, I think, or something, and then she just flails in my car. Why are you going? <laughs> Stop it! You can be like, you can totally like act as his like niece or something. That's what I'm yeah. saying, Ken. Ken. <laughs> ABC producers, we just need to we need to get together and talk about this. That's why I get messages from friends. They're like, "Oh my god, I heard a song that you loved, and I just can imagine you flailing." Be like, <gasps> like, whatever. No, that'd be awesome. This is not to plug me, but the show looks great. Um, I think any any anxieties that people have, okay, but it's for nothing. It'll be fine. Yeah. Laugh tracks. Laugh tracks were on like Friends, right? I think it's just um, laugh tracks are kind of, like I prefer no laugh track because I no for me personally I think the jokes should stand on its own, um, but like I do think that if it's there it's not like so um, I was a big fan of How I Met Your Mother and mm-hmm. they also use a laugh track so that was an interesting show yeah. because they do a lot of cutaway so they pretty much shot it in like a single camera format I think uh-huh. um, for some of the scenes but they use a laugh track because CBS I don't know. It's uh, like it's sitcoms. I feel like you it's can kind of tell, of like thing. if if you do notice, like this laugh track, it's very um, gets de um, de emphasized as the seasons go on. I feel like there's right. there, that that specific role. I'm sure is one or a, a couple people, you know, sound engineer's job to moderate the laugh track. I'm sure it's not yeah. a just like ha ha. It's like <laughs> you have to choose your moments and i think it can i don't know i'm just saying because like it's one of my favorite shows is friends and you know it would have been a really different show if they didn't have it i think it's more of a nostalgic feel for like it's this kind of show yeah right yeah and so like, i feel like you know, it fits like um so like stop tripping children. guys um stop your tripping i think um 
I think hating on just for a laugh track is kind of they're like, oh god, yeah. that's those are the comments I saw, and I just stopped reading. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> but, they're using laugh tracks. But you know, if I have oh, to, th- I, I have to think in this day and age with with all like the single camera like comedies out there without laugh track, if they decided to use it, it's because of a, it's because they're going for a certain feel. You know? Yeah. Um, but it's funny you mentioned friends because um, you said like I grew up on TGF TGF. I grew up on TGF. <laughs> Is this like compartmentalized? Oh shit. Um, <laughs> I grew up on TGIF as well, um, but I don't remember those shows as fondly as I remember the musty TV block that NBC had when I was a teen. What shows were those? It was it was Friends, which I didn't. I mainly watched Scrubs. That was my go-to show. Yeah, I only watched a few know? episodes of that. That's my one of my favorite shows growing up. Like growing up, like high school through college, you know. Um, yeah, I I would watch Friends specifically. I remember there was like a time where it was like Friends and then Will and Grace, right? There was yeah, some night, um, and then Scrubs, and then The Office. The Office was a while was on there for a while. Yes, and then and then it was The Office. Oh, Jim, it was The Office, Scrubs, then Parks and Rec, and then <laughs> regrets, man. <laughs> regrets. This is the yeah. failure of. Mention. I mean, for a while it it went from you know like. Um, Musty's TV used to be like this, the multi-camera, like Will and Grace, Friends, and then once Friends and Will and Grace ended, it became like a really good tight block of single-camera comedies. It was Scrubs, The Office, Parks and Rec. Another single show. Cam- the- oh, my name is Earl. My name is Earl. My uh, the Office isn't single cam. It's single camera. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. It's not on a soundstage. It's not multi-cam. It's within. It's on set. So did they change it from The Office to Parks and Rec? Because I thought that Parks they were- and Rec is also single camera. Uh uh-uh. uh uh-huh. uh uh-uh. It's not single camera. You want to bet? We we need to do a. Re- they they freaking they film have, on set. They film on set, but they have multi cam. Like it's not okay. They have maybe people we, with maybe, the- maybe we have different multi camera means that it's like, um, you know, friends. It's like the set is basically a soundstage. You have people in the back, and you have four cameras. Yeah, stationary. Um, single camera is basically they can film from any angle. They may have oh, that's cameras, okay. Then you're right. Never mind. It's not. I'm misinformed. <laughs> okay yeah yes 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 and i want to oh my god i'm dying to make a single cam yeah because single camera is more of like a traditional like movie shoot or like the kind of like where you're not on a soundstage you're not like there's no like you know um you're not using those giant you know like studio cameras you know you're using the shoulder mounted or crane mounted things like that where you can shoot from different angles you're in a room and so you have a lot more um, versatility yeah, ways to edit. Because you you're know? like everywhere. Yeah. Oh, film. <laughs> I love it. It's so cool how you can really alter the storytelling just from yeah. these things. And not everyone pays attention to it. We consume it. We're all taking yeah. it in. You, you, and not everyone pays. Because a lot of my friends, they're like, oh, what does that mean? Because they don't care when I'm like, oh, my God, I got to do blah, blah, blah. And they're like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so you just find your tribe with people that care about it. But anyway, it's really cool. There's another show um, besides uh, Dr. Ken that our friend Allie just got announced, got picked up by TBS. Oh, yeah. So, wrecked. Yeah, yeah, wrecked. And it's amazing. I'm so excited for her. That girl hustles. Like, she works so hard. She's hilarious. Allie's one of the – she's she's so – she's, like, so willing to be crazy. And <laughs> I love that. Like, my favorite show in life is I Love Lucy. I love – slapstick comedy i love comedy that don't get me wrong i love uh 
What's the best word to describe it? I love like inappropriate vulgar comedy. I think it has its place. But I also love when comedy, that's why I love Parks and Rec. You know, it's just smart and it's simple and it is very universal. And anybody who's old or young could appreciate it and still laugh. I love that kind of comedy. And I think physical comedy, like slapstick, is really, it's really hard to do because people really underestimate how hard that is. Well, I think it's really, it's not that it's hard. Well, it's hard to do because it's so easy to do poorly. Right, right, you right. You see so many like so when they do it well, know, it looks effortless. Yeah, yeah. they're like, oh, yeah, you can easily mess that up. Yeah. We we have seen it. <laughs> you know who's really great at physical comedy is um, Chris Pratt. Yes, I love <laughs> Chris Pratt. I'm so jealous of Anna Ferris. It's not fair. Oh my god, he's so perfect. Can we all just take a moment? To just bask in the beauty that is Chris Pratt. He's just so wonderful. We've got that new movie coming out where he's a raptor wrangler in Jurassic World. Hi. Yes, I'm going to go watch it. <laughs> oh, he's he's awesome. You can just tell he's like a really fun, good, easygoing guy who also happens to be really hot and can dance and just do physical comedy really well. Yeah. So, Allie... If you ever get to work with Chris Pratt, I'll be so jealous. But going back to her show and and the other, I mean, it looks like a really interesting show. I haven't seen any trailers or anything, but we just, uh, I just read the Hollywood Reporter announcement of it. Um, really exciting to see. It's it's meant to be this really diverse cast because it's about a plane that gets shipwrecked in a in a random yeah, you're island. Explain to me, like it's pretty much like modern day Gilligan's Island. Gilligan's right? Island esque, yeah. So the. They're stranded on an island where they have no internet, no nothing, and uh, they have to survive. And it's all these random, random people who are on a plane together suddenly have to deal with one another. So mm. I'm excited to see what happens out of that. I think TBS has some really great shows. So I, I don't think that they would pick something up that's going to be, you know, random or you know, short yeah. of genuine laughs. I mean, they have Conan for God's sake. So yeah. well, I they, trust you. TBS. They know comedy. They that's, do. That's their. That's their. They do line, no right? comedy. And or they do comedy. I don't know what their tagline is. It's we something. Sh- we should get sponsorships. We're like totally advertising <laughs> for them. TBS is a um, ter- Turner Broadcasting, right? Yes. Is that Warner or is that? I have, you Paramount. know all this stuff. I don't pay yeah. attention to it, which I should. It's been a while since I've been in the biz, so should watch read Variety. <laughs> no, but it's it's really cool, and um, I what guess it, like like I remember being disconnected for like a good month um a couple years ago just like just because i didn't have a phone like uh-huh. it died because i watched it and it was actually pretty <laughs> like i didn't die right you always feel like you're gonna die but yeah. you, you you don't you just because you didn't have you your phone yeah okay yeah yeah people just didn't know where i was all the time that's all it's more for me that well yeah i feel like i would die but it's also money like yeah i have to places it's true but anyway you were disconnected i was saying you know it, it was it was fine Oh yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see how. Well, I was still on my computer, but see, so you weren't. That's well, I didn't stranded have my phone. on an island, no electricity. What do you do? I would. I would. Where would I poo? Like, do we? Do we? You go into the. Do we designate jungle. like a common area where we all poo? No. Or do we randomly poo and just like so? Like when you're going around. No, you would designate you like, his his and hers bathroom and and no. That's even stupid, but that's what would happen is what I'm saying. Like, which I guess you would. Con- We've been societally conditioned to do. Yes. Yes. Well, do you, leaves? You leaves the wipe or? I don't know. Why do you? Everything goes back to you. 
doing? This looks I'm the, just trying to the poo episode. I'm, <laughs> Gross. I'm trying to. I just imagining like these are the questions that I think the show should answer. <laughs> so when I I'm produce the show, I'm, I'm not going to put it, you I'm on. I'm saying it right now. They're going to have a poo episode. It's probably the first episode because that's probably the first thing you. No, you, the like, first decide. episode is going to be about disconnecting from the. Believe you me, watch. It's going to be about not having internet. I think that's two or three episodes in when you start no. like wondering or something. Or you know, I bet they all have their phones still. Yeah. And, just and then, and then to... it's gonna die. Like they're on their last battery. But do you, I mean, it's like the world that one we of live them in. probably because there are solar chargers now. But I don't think that they're all planning to go on vacation, planning to use solar chargers. I'm just saying, life now nowadays, at least for me, I walk into any room. My immediate reaction is to look for an outlet. There's immediately gotta, there's gotta be some sort of satellite that's covering the island i don't think there's any like <sighs> google earth <laughs> i mean the plane's gotta have some sort of satellite phone right like i don't know how badly did it crash who knows we'll have to watch the show is it like some sort out. of lost thing where it's like some like hell island or something i don't know what lost entails because i didn't watch it oh i forget I that fail. you like you miss a lot of like like 2000s like zeitgeisty pop culture stuff all the things i don't i haven't watched a lot of things but the things i have watched i'm a huge fan of and i hold on to with dear life but it takes so much effort to get to watch things every time i try to put something on you're like first thing you do is what is this i don't want to watch it i want to go back to watch things i like yeah put it on me i want to watch fresh prince of bel-air that's why i love tbs is because tbs used to they they're so good at at uh doing reruns of like awesome shows fresh prince of bel-air was a great show though. it was an awesome and, like, show they did touch on like some pretty heady subjects heck yeah child abandonment yeah like racism do you remember the, everything do you remember the episode the... where like carlton suddenly realizes racism exists yeah <laughs> yeah we need to like that's what i'm saying it, i think again comedy is such a real like if it's done well it can really it's a great accessible means to talk about or like get to know or be acquainted with really important things because they did a really it's it, they talk about racism they talk about economic like classism it's yeah. talking about that's like the main thing is like they don't even fixate on the race thing they fixate on like they they are in Bel Air and Will is from Philly period <laughs> that's the main story and he's amazing it's just ugh. I posted I just, that last week is all his dance compilations. Really? I want to see... I saw... I was watching a compilation of all the times um, DJ, DJ Jazzy J got thrown out the door. Yeah. <laughs> I personally am, Did he ever DJ on that show? He does music with Will. I know he does, but like... I think there's one, I, one or two episodes yeah. where he did. But it was... Oh my God, I love them. I always felt bad for him. I was like, why are you throwing him? <laughs> Even though it's funny. Because he was hitting on um, the sister. On Hillary, I yeah. know. Or just like eating their food or whatever, <laughs> being in his presence and he would get thrown out. It was funny. It was a consistent bit, but. Eh. Uncle Phil spoke at my graduation. Uncle Phil's the bomb diggity. Yeah. That ep- everyone knows what episode I'm talking about. That episode between Uncle Phil and Will. <sighs> I'm going to start crying now. <laughs> that was a great show. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Great shows, they last the test of time that you don't, it doesn't need to be like current or whatever. They all have something cool to share so we will see how these shows do um i'm excited to see 
Yeah, I mean, how they get syndicated? Fresh out the boat, Doctor Ken. Like these could be like the the Fresh Prince of Bel Air or like the Married with Children for this new generation. Yeah, you know things that they quote, things that they like form their sense of I don't know ethics or did I personality. Do that? I loved Family Matters. I liked Family Matters too, but I don't remember it as fondly. Like, I remember fondly in terms of, like, I remember I liked it, but I don't remember things from it. I just loved Steve, and I loved how much Steve loved Laura, and Mm. I always wanted somebody to love me as much as Steve loves Laura, even though it's super obnoxious. Laura only loves Stefan. No, she didn't. At the end, she loved Steve. At the end, she told him not to turn into Stefan, and she kissed Steve Urkel, and it was magical. Did you read that article about, like... Sorry, that was, like, whole They spoiler. used to have, like... There used to be a little sister on that show that, like, just disappeared. Yeah, she just... Judy. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing happened in the Cosby show, right? Like I, I don't... One, I didn't watch... Cosby kids disappeared? I watched Cosby show, but I didn't watch it so closely mm-hmm. that I noticed that. I mean, it's not like, um... They... I mean, Rosanna was... They changed actresses. Oh, yeah, right? and they'd make fun of it. Yeah. They do. There's something different about you today. <laughs> they would, it was hilarious. It's really funny. Yeah, they changed to Sarah Chalk, who's also on Scrubs. You guys should all watch Scrubs. It's on Netflix now. It's She's awesome. a great actress. I, she just didn't fit as Becky. Mm. I'm saying. They had. Um, now I'm like thinking of all my favorite sitcoms. Because Step by Step was amazing. I used to watch um, it, A Different World, which was a spinoff of Cosby Show, right? A Different. Was that the one where. She can stop time? No, no, no. A different world is like, um, it's like the college thing. I swear, it's like one of the cosmic. Okay, okay. I know what you're talking about. I don't know if it's. I mean, there's there's probably a lot of spinoffs. World, and then they keep doing the the time lapsing. You know what I did watch a lot of, and this was back when I was living single. Yeah, that's what I was say. Oh Um, my god, I don't know how I knew you were gonna say that. (laughs) That was such a good show. Because when I was 13, I was hit by a car, and so I was. pretty much um bedridden for like a good six eight months what That's and you know being bedridden you just watch tv all day living so single is the best those living single that's always on because it was, it was on after cartoons single. that's what i remember queen latifah it was living single on martin martin yeah damn gina <laughs> yeah oh man now I want to watch TV. See, if that was on TV, I would rather watch that all day because I have such loyalty. But I know that there's so many good shows. That's why I'm scared to start. I started watching House of Cards. I know everyone's going to go, oh, my God, how did you just start? Yes, I just started. I'm literally on episode one. I'm at the end of episode one. It's very, very good. That's why I don't like starting these things. I'm like, sucked in this vortex and there's like, li- like the whole year is going to go away. I don't know if you should keep watching because I know how like thinking about politics affects you. Yes. And you're just going to get really mad. I know. That's also why. I also know myself. <laughs> I'm not an idiot. And I'm like, I'm going to start throwing things Watching that and show really reminds cynical. me, just reminds me when I used to live in these, not just because it was set in DC, but like some of the people I would meet and like, it's very like. It makes you walk around giving everyone the side eye. You're it's like, an, what are you doing? <laughs> it's an exaggeration for sure, but it's it's like that kind of you know that kind of vibe does exist. You know, it does exist. You know. No, I'm perf- you know everything is political. Entertainment business is political. There's so much negotiating and so much you know like I don't know. It was it was a question that came up even yesterday during the the leadership 
event that I had for women, you know, talking about one of the questions that came up from one of the audience members I was there for our panelists who are three incredible women doing really different, amazing things and running businesses and all that. But one of her questions is like, did you ever have to do something that really made you question your integrity or that came, made you come to odds with, you know, what you said you wanted to do and accomplish and achieve or like what you thought you would not cross a line or blah, blah, blah. It happens. It's an interesting question because you come up to it more so as you, you know, move up the ranks and get older, get more, more power, I guess, in your position. It's just what's more important, your personal ethics or like your job, right? What you need to accomplish. And like, luckily not everyone gets put in that position, but it comes up, especially if you work in the corporation where you're supposed to be serving the, you know, the shareholders or, you know, the, 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 the company, but you're being asked to do something that you know is going to have negative externalities, right? That's something that, you know. Or politics is all like you're a public servant, but who actually really looks at it that way? Yeah. It's more like that's what I feel from like House of Cards. It's like all about power play. It's mm-hmm. like how can I leverage X, Y, or Z to then yeah. bolster my X, Y, Z, you know, that's the whole thing, which I think is important to learn. And it's not, even if it makes you feel bad, even if it did piss me off, which I know that it will, but it's important, I feel, not to be lost too much in like this pie in the sky perspective of the world. I am still very like glasses half full kind of person. I want to believe in people. I've been overly trusting with people for sure in the past, but I, I don't want to lose that. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to look at people and be like, so butt wipe what are you gonna do to screw me over i don't want to approach people that way but it's it doesn't help me to just be like oh my god you're a great person until proven (laughs) otherwise that doesn't help me either yeah i mean there's stuff like that and there's also stuff just like even smaller like micro things like cutting corners right yeah like i just try to be more efficient like yeah it's funny that a show makes you think of that but that's what you get to kind of go in like the dark underbelly of the (laughs) white house or politics which quite frankly I don't know. People argue about this all the time. Like, who should be allowed to vote? Is is it truly democratic? You get into all those conversations. And I think that anything that prompts actual thought about that, because we have our lives governed by it, yeah. I think is a good thing. I mean... I should, <laughs> I should not run. <laughs> the issue the issue is, now it's just like, everyone has the right to vote, right? Yes. But there are systematic things in, and this is a whole like we can talk about a whole other podcast hopefully with an expert on it so yes, you know please. we don't like <laughs> we don't but we are things, the we're the average yeah but you know consumers or like the way citizens. I, the way that i've always um or that i like, you know that i've been told about it is it's the fact that like yes you have the right to vote but there's all these institutional things in place to prevent you from being able to like the way districts are drawn yeah. the way registration is yeah. taken care of you know things like that it's still very much there are strategies in place, like, like when people are trying to run, and they know, like, okay, we need, we need to make sure this segment, yeah, doesn't vote or right. doesn't, you know, make it difficult for them to vote. They don't because, screw up my campaign. Yeah, you, I don't even need to go to your place because you don't need to worry about you. I already got that <laughs> in the bag, and you know, yeah, yeah, it's, it's scary. Not scary, but it's, I mean, it's just anything in this world, especially like you know, in our like capitalist society, whatever. It's a game that people strategize to win at you know and you know like the cones of dunshire (laughs) no one knows i guess yeah because no one really knows the rules of that game and if you got that reference um congratulations i love you if you got that reference because i don't watch that much tv but if you got it i love you i should bring we should just do a podcast where you just play a board game it probably exists i'm sure they made the actual game now 
We could buy it and should... play it. <laughs> There's all these podcasts I want to create just through, like, create this collaboration network. But I'm only one man. I don't have enough time. But it'd be great, you know, like, we've been talking about, you know, an advice podcast or, like, a be cool to have a book club podcast because you know there was a buzzfeed article that just came out about like here are like the 32 asian american artists or asian american authors, authors you should read and i just need to read period me too so i kind of feel like what if i made reading these books my job because i'm preparing for a book book club podcast i think that'd be a two good birds goal. and one stone yeah but yeah things to think about in the future reading is good i are reader <laughs> But yeah, so that was um, well, congratulations to Fresh of the Boat, congratulations to Dr. Ken. But we do have to pour one out for a show that we did lose next season, um, the mini project. Yeah. Which I haven't really watched. I watched I feel bad. an episode. Now I feel like I'm responsible for it going away. It's all your fault. But you're the one who schools me all the time about how our eyeballs are, we are the products, and it's true. You're totally right. So it is all your fault. <laughs> job marvin it's just, my fault too I, I love mindy kaling too she's i mean props to her she's done a lot and they had a few seasons of that so I yeah think three seasons um she was able to you know be a character that's pretty atypical not just because of her race but because like of like her it's it's like from from all what i've seen it's a very you know like female oriented show right it's very yeah. like um I mean, I really want to read her book, too. And we just, anybody knows Mindy, I mean, I'm sure that there's little separation of Mindy on the show versus Mindy in real life. She very much puts herself in that. That's why it's it's a really funny show, because she's a funny woman. She She's very blunt and says a lot of things I think people want to say, but they don't. Yeah. Um, she's super sarcastic. She has that whole snarky thing going on. It's hilarious. I just love that she calls stuff out the way that she does. Um I've only seen some of her clips for her interviews where she got really irritated, but in a great way. She's like, it's the most backhanded comment or compliment when people go, where do you get your confidence from? I mean, you're just so confident. Where do you get it from? She's like, yeah, why would I be confident? Because I'm not white. I'm not skinny. I'm not like young. Well, that's the thing. Like, she kind of has the same thing put upon her that like Randall Park does and, you know, Constance Wu does where like. You have the whole expectations of not only your own culture, but like everyone else watching, like looking in, expecting to be like a spokesperson or some sort of like exception where you're just, you know, she's been hustling for a long time. You know, she was intern for Conan. She was on The Office. Like it took a lot of like for all actors, not not just, you know, Asian Americans or ethnic actors, like all actors spend a long time hustling. A very long time. There's a select few who, you know put up a youtube video or like got discovered by usher or whatever but <laughs> you know a lot of people put in a lot of hard work and a lot of time to get to where they are yeah where they can actually you know run a show or anchor a show you know it's a mix of talent yes but the talent comes as a result of just a lot of persistence i can't just the amount of rejection that you get on a regular basis of something that comes very i don't know it's just pitching constantly yourself as an actor or whatever your writing or your ability to help produce something and I, I do I wonder the disparity like how in terms of the frequency of rejection if you are on more the back end side of it maybe it's a little bit more stable I would imagine but the the being in front of the camera or being 
the content that ends up being in front of the camera, like the writing or whatever, it's so competitive. And that's why I think having lasted for three seasons is an amazing thing because let's just be real. There's so much good TV out there. People are really stepping up their game. It's so competitive right now because if you're competing with like Game of Thrones or House of Cards or Orange is the New Black or Parks and Rec at that time or whatever, like those, it's really just showing and telling of, it's very you are up against some very very talented people who are all working together to make great productions so and it's, good luck to you the way i see it maybe it's just my like more cynical view of it is like you're going for that piece of the pie that isn't watching csi ncis mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um two and a half men like those shows because like those shows have like the, like the big piece of the pie covered and everyone else is like kind of fighting for the more discerning crew who like Right. Not I don't want to say appreciate good TV because it's all good TV, but like who appreciate more you know storytelling or more kind of you know different things in their entertainment. Right? Entertainment's so subjective. That's why I like the more that there is diversity out there. I'm not just talking about like race. Everyone's into different stuff, man. Yeah. Like I find things that are hilarious that people would just be like, "That's so weird and <laughs> so lame." I Which is why, that. like, I think the future is going to be digital you know it's going to be it is you finding what you like to watch people that you like to follow and then getting your media that way either through curation or through channels or through you know well you've like mentioned more specified things you've mentioned all the curating and the multi-channel networks and stuff like that and my only request i'm putting this out there is that we find the thing that i appreciated about tv is that i could sit there and kind of sift through my stuff and whatever right now it's a giant pain in my butt to deal with my subscription to Netflix and then also have to have a separate subscription to Amazon specific stuff and then to have something separate for HBO and then YouTube. Like, you have to subscribe to all your channels. There's no way, like, in my life that I can manage all those subscriptions, not only just time-wise but money-wise too. However, they're going to have the, like, pay-to-play kind of thing. Um, It's annoying. And movies, honestly, they're, like, 12... I think the lowest now is like $12 for a matinee, mind you. I was trying to watch The Avengers, Age of Ultron, this past weekend. And I couldn't go because I was an idiot. And I tried to go on Mother's Day where everyone and literally their mothers were What's out. It's the feel-good Mother's Day movie. Yeah, what no, else is I mean, no, it was No, it wasn't even that. Well, it was. So I mean, it's doing really great in the box office because it's freaking Thor. Thank you. I'm excited about Mad Max. But yeah, I, I, I'm interested to see that. I didn't think I would be. But is it Tom Hardy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tom Hardy's like my other husband. Um, but what was I saying? Yeah, the matinee price was eleven seventy five, And they're like, our early bird special time. And I was like, <laughs> when the hell did movies start costing $12 for a matinee? I found a matinee ticket where it well, was where were you going? Um, I, I went on night- Fandango. Oh. So I went on Fandango and I was trying to like cross-reference how – where do I want to go where there's parking and that blah, 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 all these criteria, right? But <laughs> price was a huge deal. Yeah. And I found that the lowest time, and I went in the middle of the afternoon, I was trying to look, go for like a 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock showing, which was still considered matinee before 4. It was the lowest I could find was 11.75. Wow. And then the highest at 3 o'clock was like $18. I think if you come out to the Burbs, it might be a little bit Maybe better. Maybe a little bit better. Um, like because, well, matinees around my area is still like 9 bucks. That's so. Che- that's baffling then, to me um, that I like hear that. I'm like, that's so cheap. <laughs> Seriously, right? Um, I know they do. The one in Alhambra does a um, like I think it's five dollars on Sunday nights. 
They did that at a place um, in Oakland when I lived up in the Bay. They had $5 night yeah. Tuesday for any movie. But I remember in college going to watch Harry Potter 2 for like six fifty. Yeah. You know? Yeah. For a night show. For a night show. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm saying. And then I, I found, I found, I collect ticket stubs. I found a matinee where it was $4. <laughs> Just, I don't know. That's like the, um, yeah. Uh, do you remember anyway. the first movie you ever saw in theaters? Mine was Bambi. I think it was Poco. Uh, I don't know. The first one I remember watching was Aladdin. Aladdin. Yeah. Mm. That's a, I'd say that's a. That's pretty late. That's a damn good one. I think. Isn't it? We watched a lot of movies at home. Mm. We watched a lot of videos, but we probably went to the movies before that. I just don't remember it. I just remember going to see Aladdin, and it blew my mind, seeing like that <laughs> tiger, the Cave of Wonders. I fought with my brother for like a good five years about whether that Cave of Wonders was a tiger or a panther, and he keeps saying it's a panther. I was like, you idiot. Like The tiger's part of... like Why would it be a panther? And he's like, because it was black. I was like, the sand was black. It's all one color. They're not going to make orange and white sand like we argued about this for five years we're probably still <laughs> arguing about it he probably still thinks it's a you panther. guys should just watch the jungle book because it has both a panther and a, and tiger. a tiger i was like mm. this is not the jungle book i should have used that as my argument what's the panther's name again bagheera B- bagheera oh, okay and then shere khan and shere khan who was also in tales <laughs> that's what i missed i like TGIF, fine. I don't like. I remember liking. I remember yes, not having TGIF. fuzzy. I remember having. I don't have like those fuzzy feelings for it, as much as Disney Afternoon, like every day after school. Yes, like the Chip and just Dales. that four, the two hour block of like you know, Disney. Like that's this is why like, it's no wonder like Disney is like having worked in the biz, you know, like in the industry for a little bit. Like I love how you call it. Like I want to worked in the biz. No, like <laughs> Disney is, and they're like. You know, they have they give off this you know fr- family friendly fuzzy you know kind of like it's all about you know like warmth and stuff but like their business practices are top notch they're like cutthroat cold and ruthless you know don't mess like they own I'll cut you they own not only Disney like because Walt Disney was the first person to ever like you know um, copyright his characters because he knew it was all about you know the merchandise I don't know if he knew the merchandise but it's like their merchandise operation is just insane yeah yeah. They own the world. They own Marvel. They own Star Wars. They own Marvel? Yeah. They bought Marvel. The, the whole movies, yeah, it's because Disney, yeah. They have all the money. They own all the things. <laughs> so whenever I see something, I was like, does Disney own that? Does Disney own that? So Disney owns Half that. Half the movies you watch probably made Probably. Like Pixar <laughs> movies. Like yeah. All the, they're all really good, you know? Yeah. So, you know, props to them, like. <laughs> it's it's just like it's insane how like just how good they are at making money. Monopoly. Um Yeah. We'll see though. I mean, well, they have all the money so they can buy everybody up, but then they're it's a it's they're acquiring, they're like buying smaller yeah. things. Well they have the infrastructure too. It's like it's like, you know, they know how to they have the relationships with the toy manufacturers, they have a relationship with video game people, they have, you know, but not only that, I'm saying like the content. Like you say that you start a YouTube channel, and then Disney has your eye on like. If oh, you Disney amass- owns Maker now too. I know. They so name. they yeah. they already never mind for them. They already, <laughs> they already do own you. Shit, you just need, you don't even have a choice. Yeah, you can't even pitch anything. They just own you. No, it's <laughs> it's, it's it's not as much as like I'm like oh Disney's evil. It's more like it's not the, I'm, I'm not saying like, they're evil. I'm just I'm saying like, like they wow they really have, own everything. As like in my businessmindedness, like I'm in, like. 
it's very impressive, like what they were able to build from like, you know, like not just like maybe a decade ago, they weren't doing that well. You know, they weren't really growing. Well, no one's going to do but, well all the time. Yeah. But the growth they've been able to make in the last like decade or so, like it's amazing. They probably, I want to actually, I, that's one of the questions I would ask their team. Like what were, what were the biggest blunders? What were the biggest fails? Oh, they're well documented. Just Google it. And you'll find out. Go to their Wikipedia. Let me Google it for you. <laughs> I'm gonna, you're, you're Sean Muring me again. You're making that in a verb. It's not going to stick. Yes, it is. Sean Muir stands for sick dance moves, not Googling. Yes, it's Googling to me. It's being self-sufficient. That's the <laughs> verb. Be self-sufficient. Go look it up. Yeah. Well, that's been about, yeah, we're about a podcast length right now. Um Really quickly, I want to go through some upcoming events um, if you're around any collaboration cities. Um, tomorrow, Friday, May 15th at the Suns Club um, Inc. Collaboration Houston is having a food truck park um, as a fundraiser. So if you're into eating some delicious food. I will be flying out for that event. out with our, our Houston peeps. Um, go check it out. If you're in New York, they have a spotlight um, event coming up on May 20th, 2015 at Toshi's Living Room. Uh, check that out. They're always a great show there. It's just some, some massive talent. Yeah, they have really good collabs. I love the I love all the different acts that come out of that. It's so yeah. fun. And then Collaboration Chicago is having a social mixer and open mic on May twenty seventh, twenty fifteen, at the Mott Street Chicago patio. So uh, if you're in Chicago, uh, check it out. Um, it's springtime, so you're probably getting some nice weather over there. So I want to go hang back out to outside. Chicago. I heard it's like perfect now, May. And yeah. Yeah. We are go in the middle of freaking July and die. Oh, that's going to be awesome. No. <laughs> no. And um, for those of you who haven't been following um, Collaboration LA, um, our show is coming up on June 27th, 2015 at the LA Theater Center. It's going to be pretty awesome. We have six really great finalists. And um, Sean Mira, whose name now stands for Googling, will be our host. Yeah, Sean. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. And um Maybe I'll pull out some dance moves. I'm just saying. I mean we're, totally we're probably gonna last. have a freestyle dance competition which Sean can't participate in because he's hosting. Host can, he, he can host school. can be setting an example. I don't know. <laughs> so fun. you guys you're gonna dance like this for thirty seconds. <laughs> like this. No, it's gonna be so much fun. I'm re- the venue. God, if you're in LA, this venue is really, really cool. Come out, come out. Yeah, um, and after party will be the same spot too. Yeah, it's a really pretty lobby. It's, if you've ever been to um, LA Art Walk, it's um, it's on the same street as that. So I really want to go to New York's open. My- I mean, I want to go to every city's open. That food truck thing in Houston sounds so good. Mm. As I'm picking away at an apple fritter right now, but um, New York, man. I hope you guys can get some more videos of that up because I saw the last one that they had. They had uh, Sung, Sung Beats, who's mm-hmm. an incredible beatboxer. He collabed with Yuchia, who's an amazing violinist. Yeah. They did something. He's done a video with like Ivan. Like I love the vibe out there, and they're all really talented. <laughs> yeah, so um, keep your eyes on collaboration.org for more updates on um, upcoming events. Um, check out all the collaborations, if, especially if you have a collaboration in your city. Check out um, subscribe to their Twitter, to their Facebook page to get updates um, because we're having events all the time now. And so if you want to be a part of the movement or support the movement, we'd love to see you out there. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. I'm going to go stuff my face now. All right. Um, 
Happy Thursday. And thank you to the city of LA and congrats to, to Visual Communications and to Cape. Honestly, I'm looking over at our award right now. It makes me super happy. Yeah. Happy Asian Pacific American Heritage Month. Do something out there this month that's Asian. <laughs> Asian? I didn't know what that was going and I had to I had to abort. Me? Okay. <laughs> Eat some good food. That's the Collabcast. Thanks for joining. Um See you next as time. Always, see you next time. Dark we need we need to sign off. Let's get I don't know why dangerous. I, yeah, I don't know why Darkwing Crap, now that this is gonna charge us ten million dollars. Thanks for that. I'm gonna right. insert so many of these things, we're getting so much trouble. See you guys. Bye.